0: We're back here on the DK Steelers Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. joined by my friend and co-host, Dale Lolly. It is Wednesday, and it's the middle of the week. Mike Thomas just had his press conference. Uh, but first of all, Dale, how you doing, my man?
1: I'm doing good. And uh, as, uh, as I said, uh, I picked the Indianapolis Colts last week. You picked the Vikings. So as usual, I am up on you once again. Oh, for the first time
0: ever. Yeah, good. Congratulations. Woo, Dale's up by a point. To to the person, I think it was John, John tweeted, he was like, no, I checked. I said in the Don't Get Me Started segment, go along with the joke. I know I picked the Vikings, but I'm messing with Dale, but no, he didn't get it. So the bit was ruined. Anyways, thank you for ruining my fun. Dale, you are up one point in our picking.
1: That will change this week when I take the lead off of you anyway. Yeah. Don't count on that. <laughs> anyway, unless you could, try to, unless you try to fix the vote again, you know, <laughs> I could very well do so. Just, I'll just like, I'll, I'll make sure I edit the podcast. And just
0: like, whatever you say, like, like you're like, uh, I'm pick, I'm picking the, the the Seahawks and I'll just say the other, I'll just like cut your sound off and just say whatever. T- <laughs> Anyways. All right. Let's get on to the talking about your latest article on the site. Um, talking about the Steelers Propensity for blitzing um, and the pass rush they're getting. We all knew coming into this season this was going to be the key factor of the team getting, you know, having the pass rush. Hayward to it, Dupree, Watt, bringing it all over the place. But your article shows that just, even just in two weeks, they're on a completely different level than all the other teams in the NFL right now.
1: Yeah, I mean they're they're blitzing, uh, you know, fifteen percent more than anybody else in the league. Uh, They're blitzing almost 25% more of the time than they did last year. Now, as Mike Tomlin told me on Tuesday, uh, you know, that's just a two-game sample, and obviously that will change depending on the opponent. But in these first two weeks, they've been uh, pretty blitz happy, uh, which for a team that typically blitzes around 45 to, you know, 40%, uh, 40 to 45%, now blitzing at almost 63%, uh, you know, they're bringing it every play.
0: You're right I mean and, and something that you put in the article um, so far this season with the Steelers they're, they're on that sixty two sixty three percent mark the next closest teams are the dolphin at forty seven percent and the Ravens at forty seven percent like like it's it's on a completely different level but they're they're also getting the most pressures in the league as well when you, when you're look when you're looking at it and of course they lead the league in, in, in with, with ten with ten sacks right now um, and uh, they, they they lead the NFL in quarterback hits with 27, 40 pressures. Uh, and they lead the league in, in tackles for loss as well. Um, and I think Vince Williams has the most tackles for loss in the in the NFL with six. Uh, this just this just seems like this is this we've been seeing this for years. We know they've, they've led the NFL for three years in sacks, but we're seeing not just the athleticism, but I think the chemistry of this group coming together and creating this pressure. And again, we knew they were facing two young quarterbacks or two two young quarterbacks early, and they got
1: a lot more young quarterbacks lined up for them this year. They do, and they get the, uh, they get the Sean Watson uh, this week. And while he's not necessarily, uh, you know, one of these inexperienced guys, he's still a young quarterback. He he's has 40 starts in his career, and he's been sacked 133 times in his 40 career starts, already been sacked eight times this year, which is the most in the league. And he's a guy that holds the football, uh, trying to make plays. Um, the Steelers are going to storm the castle again this weekend.
0: The Ravens had 13 quarterback hits on him last week. 13. And yeah, they have Calais Campbell. Yeah, they can do some damage, but they don't got a collection like the Steelers do this year. This is a group on another level. If if the Texans want to do right by Deshaun Watson, they better do some max protecting and get the ball out of his hands quickly because right now the Steelers are on a crazy pace and the Texans are not looking like they're going to be ready for it. Um, I, I just I look at what the Steelers are doing and in some of the tape analysis that I've been able to do you know when they're bringing these extra blitzers they're making you think and, and sometimes it's even just the presence of it of one blitzer might 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 you know confuse the offensive line and let another one slip by that fourth down sack by Terrell Edmondsdale when you look at the at the at the, at the film you see that at one point Mike Hilton creeps up from the opposite side and the 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 guard on his side stares at him the entire time at the, after the snap of the ball, and the offensive line shifts that way, and Terrell Edmonds just comes right behind him and is free and gets the sack. That's the pressure of being able to get, uh, be able to attack this consistently.
1: Yeah, I mean because Hilton had come so often during the game that that you know they they were able to play that cat and mouse game, and Terrell Edmonds didn't even really. Uh, you know, disguised that he was coming. He walked up to the line of scrimmage. He was there at the snap, and he just came. And they had blocked – or they had uh, guys going out in pass patterns that ran right by him, didn't ship him, didn't do anything on a fourth down play. And, you know, it, we saw what happened. The sack, game over.
0: Yeah. it uh, that's just the, the presence of these guys. Vince Williams is coming up the middle. When you have so many different guys that they can come from, on top of the fact that the four guys that normally come, even if there's no blitz coming, if it's just a regular four-man pass rush, the, the fact is that even if it was just those four with the starters in there, you still got to be wary. You still got to be on, on your guard, and you still got to double-team at least one of them, maybe even two of them, by leaving an extra blocker in. Um, and then even, you know, a lot of people said going into this year it was going to be a huge letdown without Javon Hargrave. Tyson Alulu has, has acquitted himself. Well, he also had a sack in this last game.
1: Yeah, Tyson Alulu is playing great football right now. Um, you know, I, I thought he was capable of – of, of performing at this level I didn't know that uh, you know at a, at a high level I didn't know that it would be quite this you know high of a level if you if you look at the uh, ESPN uh, you know pass uh, pass rush and run uh, performance uh, blockings he's number one in both wow which is wow. just nuts
0: that's insane to me I mean and, and again you're talking about I mean in a in a league with all the different talents on the inside for him to get that kind of recognition that's pretty, that's pretty crazy. Um, and especially when you consider the Steelers, you know, Tyson Alulu's coming on the field. Do you think that there's going to be a serious benefit to th- those backups like Alulu, like Alex Highsmith, um, like Ola Adini, that offensive lines, normally we talk about defenses getting beat down, but, Will, this, will that kind of work in reverse if the Steelers' first team is doing so well that sometimes you'll see that that second team maybe get a little bit more of an advantage, uh, you know, because the offensive line is just so tired of dealing with the Steelers and their starters.
1: Yeah, and that's why they rotate those guys so much. They want fresh pass rushers in there all the time. Um, you know, you'll see TJ and Bud uh, tap out. you see Hayward and Tua tap out of there, uh, you know, in the sub packages. And and they want the, those fresh pass rushers, especially, when you know, when you're playing some of these mobile guys like a Deshaun Watson, you chase him, chase him around quite a bit. Uh, you know, you might as well get somebody new in there, let him stay tired. You get a first set of legs in the game.
0: I agree. I think that's just, that's a very smart thing. And I think you're going to see, you know, everyone's worried about how the Steelers will take on Lamar Jackson, even though they were, they did pretty well against him last year. Uh, you know, I'm interested to see they, they handle Deshaun Watson. They, if they handle him well, I think it's going to say, you know, that this defense is on a really good pace um, you know, and the, the Texans last last week to the Ravens, the Texans gave up a lot of rush, rushing yards to, to, the, um, to, to what the Ravens were able to do. I do think that there's a chance that the Steelers would be able to assert themselves so that they don't let David Johnson, who really didn't get to do much in this last game, uh, get loose. And without DeAndre Hopkins, the secondary can kind of just focus on doing what it wants to do and not having to shade too much to, to either option and just kind of fo- focus and play their style of football, which could really lead to this Sunday being a huge opportunity for the defense to put the whole NFL on notice.
1: Yeah. And we'll see what happens with Will Fuller uh, with the Texans as well. I mean, they're a different, different team when he's on the field. we uh, will see if he's healthy and ready to go for this one, but uh, the Steelers defense is primed.
0: Indeed. Well, we're prime, but we're going to take a break so we can stay prime when we come back We're going to be talking about news from around the NFL because there were so many injuries. Who got hurt and who's going to impact the game the most right after this? Welcome back to the DK Steelers Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. joined by my friend and co-host, Dale Lally. Now, this segment's more of a national segment because this was an abnormal, high, just series of injuries this past weekend. Now, normally there's, there are injuries, that's just part of the game, but it just seemed like big name after big name after big name went down over this past weekend, or has been down And now we're seeing the rough parts. Big names include Christian McCaffrey for the Panthers, Saquon Barkley for the Giants, Nick Bosa for the Niners. And really the Niners, they got a whole slew of problems. Kittle's been hurt. Garoppolo's got a high ankle sprain. Sherman's on the IR. I mean, it's just person after person after person with them. And, and, you know, some people are are blaming the turf at MetLife Stadium for those issues. And now they have to play – they just play the Jets. (gasps) Excuse me. Now they have to play the Niners – or the Giants there. And Zach Banner even said he thinks that there's a there, there's a good question that the uh, the giant that, that his his injury when the Steelers played the Giants was because of that turf as well. It's just crazy that this many people are, are getting hurt right now. Excuse me, I have hiccups.
1: Yeah, and, and again, it's part of the NFL. I, I know people trying to say you know I've gotten asked that you know is this because there was no preseason? These aren't hamstring injuries and things of that nature. These are you know, blunt force trauma or, you know, the guys getting tackled as part of the game. Um, maybe, you know, your body gets a little more conditioned to, to being, you know, hit and those kind of things if you do play a preseason. So, you know, maybe there's something that I know the Steelers believe that, uh, you know, believe in that, that you do condition your body by being tackled and those kind of things. But, uh, you know, we, we just won't know, um, you know, it, it, these, these kind of things happen in the NFL. Uh, It's it's all about, uh, you know, how you recover. Are you built to to withstand these kind of things? Um, You know, much like your fantasy football team, uh, most teams are not.
0: (laughs) Yes, my top two receivers are out. Thank you very much, Dale, for reminding everyone that I am screwed right now but I'm gonna I'm make through it I may be oh two right now in the league but we gonna bounce back I, I'm gonna show y'all what it what it takes how a real manager deals with just having your first overall pick down and then I think like AJ Brown was somewhere in my fourth or fifth but still he's one of my two supposed to be one of my top receivers now Corey Davis is catching touchdowns for the Titans great uh, who cares about him but no I mean but that, that's a serious problem and um you can catch me talk about this more on the fantasy football insider later, later this week um, that will be on here, but also on the WPXI now app. Uh, but you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of players now that have to that can be called up. You know, people are talking about Mike Davis going up for the Panthers, getting more carries. Uh, you know, and in a, a weird turn of events, Dale, uh, when it comes to the Rams' running backs, my general rule was just be very careful about picking them unless you picked two or three of them because you didn't know who was going to get them. But now. Cam Akers, who was their, one of their picks this year, he's, he's down with an injury. Malcolm Brown's down with an injury. So now Daryl Henderson has to be the guy. And and that's one team that's like, okay, at least they're prepared for it. But you know, other teams like the Panthers, I mean, heck even, even the, 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 the Niners um, you know, they had, they had Tevin Coleman and uh, Raheem Moster go down. Now they're down to Jared McKinnick who he himself had been out for like
1: two, two years with injuries. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the way it goes. And a lot of times these uh, crowded backfields tend to uh, sort themselves out. Uh, you know, it, it, that's just a, a part of the game. But, you know, if you're the San Francisco 49ers right now, uh, they've been devastated by injuries. Uh, the defending NFC uh, champions uh, not looking quite so hot uh, coming out of this. And the same thing, you know, it, it happened to the Eagles uh, in the preseason. You know, they lost two linemen in the preseason before they played a game and And then you know Lane Johnson was out as well and it just affects your team so so adversely you know it's part of the part of the reason for their struggles uh, getting out of the gate as well. Um, you know you can follow the follow the uh, injuries here uh, It's one thing that you know mike tomlin when you, when you look at the way he coaches and and gets these guys to believe that you know it's a next man up mentality uh they do believe that um you know they've they've uh, now started they'll start their third Different right offensive lines uh, or pair offensive line pairing in three games uh, this week with DeCastro coming back, and yet they've uh, they've managed to go two two and with that.
0: Yeah, they managed to go two and and You know, and part of like what we said, it's not about how you play early on in the season; it's how you play late. And if you're getting wins even when you're not playing your best football. That that that's gonna add up in the end when you're making that playoff push to a either make the playoffs or b solidify yourself with some good home field advantages during the playoffs. So I mean a lot a lot of good things adding up there for the uh, for the for the, for the Steelers. But you know, but Dale, I have to ask you, what what was that nonsense trade that you tried to offer me in ESPN uh, in in our fantasy league? I just looked <laughs> nonsense. at nonsense. What, what'd you say? Nonsense. Yeah, it was nonsense. I just looked at it. And I was. I didn't. I didn't even reply. Well, here's the thing. I would decline. I offer you
1: two quality receivers for a guy who's not playing.
0: Oh yeah, for Michael Thomas. There.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like when he comes back, we know he's gonna be lighting it up. Dale, come on. I'm you not doing screwed. you any. You doing you any good right now, Mr. Owen? Two. Yeah, listen, listen, <laughs> listen.
0: Laugh now while you can, because. When the, when the playoffs come and I'm smacking you up, you're going to be crying. I, re, I, re, I want people to record this right now. I mean, I'm recording it. But record it yourselves right now in the annals of history. I'm taking Dale Lolly down when we meet up this year. He still hasn't played me yet. He moved away from me, and now he's like, oh, no, we'll get you later. Now he's lucky my team's getting hurt, but I'm still, I'm, my team may be hurt. It's still going to come deliver the pain to Dale Lawley. You're,
1: you're the lowest scoring team in the league, Chris. Anybody yes, not, my star is Excuse me, it's out. not close.
0: Excuse me, close. <laughs> Excuse me. I, you know, Michael Commons being, being out, and then also because my quarterback's Drew Brees, now his number one target's out, and he's and they're hurting as an offense. So yes, yes, two of my star players are. Yeah, that's
1: your fault for right drafting now. an eighty-seven-year-old quarterback who doesn't run at all.
0: Yeah, but he put up good numbers last year. I waited
1: to draft him late. Sheesh. And, and who did I? Who did I get in like the thirteenth round? Who Allen. did you get? Josh Allen.
0: Josh Allen, yeah, okay, congratulations. I think I, I think I think I picked them around the teams around as well. And I, again, I got I got players. They are gonna they gonna show up. They gonna they gonna do their thing. Don't you don't you worry, Dale. Oh, okay. oh
1: I'm not worried about you at all. That's that's the whole point.
0: Okay, okay, Mister Man. Hold on, hold on. Let me let me see where the heck I'm trying to see even where we play in this in, in this league. That's all I'm waiting to see. Okay, scoreboard.
1: Yeah, you'll you'll know when you get your whooping.
0: Week three, no. <laughs> week four, no. Week five, no. Week six, no. Whoa! whoa did you just schedule it so I can never play you this year? That this is.
1: This I had nothing to do with the schedule. Eight, I would have
0: no. played you for
1: the first two. weeks. Fine.
0: Glad week before. nine. Week nine. Oh, you. So you get me on the week that Nick Chubb's on a bye. Oh, huh. oh, this this sounds like some home fixing right here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, well, yeah, by uh, then you'll is, be one and eight. So you know. <laughs> he, get, he gives me one. He gives me one. Um, all right, guys. That one's going to come against, but you'll beat somebody by then. All right, Dale. Thanks as <laughs> always. For it, being
0: <laughs> thanks as always for being on the show. We'll be back to do Don't Get Me Started right after this. to the DK Steelers Podcast. I'm Chris Carter and you're listening to Don't Get Me Started. Don't get me started about all this nonsense that football is dying and that the ratings are down and that just means no one watches football anymore. Get that mess out of here. This is Chris Carter. It's Don't Get Me Started here on the DK Steelers Podcast. It seems like we're here again because Years ago they tried this nonsense saying that less people were watching football and that the football sport was dying and that people were losing interest and then none of that proved to be true and football continues to make more money than any other sport and produce more content than any other sport and produce more uh, viewers than any other sport uh, and even than most forms of entertainment, it continues to dominate the top 100 broadcasts of the year. Uh, of the year, it's always often dominated even the top 10 broadcasts of the year. Get that nonsense out of here. This comes because I saw after week one, people took one football game and said, "Oh, the ratings were low. That means no one wants to watch football anymore. People have had enough of it." And no, that's not the case. Sometimes it's a matchup, sometimes it's because of different reasons, but most of the times these days, it's because everyone's ratings are down. Why? Because everybody is starting to switch to cutting the cord. That means they're watching things on the internet, like Hulu, like YouTube TV. That's how, honestly, A lot of Pitt fans can follow Pitt these days because you can't get it on Comcast. You can't get the ACC network there. No, you can get it on Hulu, and you can get it on YouTube TV, and you can get it on DirecTV. Now, DirecTV is one of those ones that you could get this stuff on. But a lot of people have just said, forget it. I'm not paying all this extra money. I don't watch half the shows that are on anyways, and any of the ones that I do, I can pay for the service as it is. I myself I barely watch any actual television. I mean, I don't have that much time anyways. But the shows that I do follow, they're all through services. I can get them all. Like, I, I have Amazon Prime video. I mean, I, have, I mean, I have Amazon Prime. Most people do because of the shipping and everything. But I do Amazon Prime for video. And I pay like a few extra bucks for for HBO and CBS. And I can follow whatever shows and live stuff that I want to follow that way. I don't have to pay for cable. And so that's the thing is that when often these these channels are being checked and the numbers are being checked, the reason numbers are quote-unquote down from years past are because people are watching it more on the internet these days. People are streaming these days. But even without all that, even besides all that, John Orond, uh who uh, he's a uh, he's a he's a sports journalist. He often covers the ratings and and puts it out there. You know what everything gets watched. He points out that this Monday night football game against the Saints and the Raiders. You know the Saints a team that everyone believed a lot believed in, but you know the Raiders meh. Um, but this Monday night football game combined for fifteen million four hundred thirty five thousand viewers on abc slash espn and that's up 26 percent from last year's week two monday night football game which was around 12.2 million viewers so let me get this straight football's dying but also increasing that's not how it works The fact of the matter is that even when people said football was dying years ago and they said it was Colin Kaepernick's protest and no one was watching anymore and everyone you'd see like every every like week there'd be someone who'd say on Twitter, I'm not watching the NFL anymore. I'm not doing this and then you know and then they'd point to Oh look, there were a few viewers that didn't watch this week. Then it turned out that everybody's viewers were down whether you were watching the news whether you were watching cable television whether you're watching sitcoms whether you're watching award shows all the viewership was down but who was down the least the NFL because it's still the king of entertainment here in this country because you can turn you can put on a game in the NFL and millions of people are going to show up to watch even if it has nothing to do with their team it has always been, and probably will be for quite some time, the king of entertainment. And you can try to spin other things around and, and try to, oh, well, what about these numbers? What about... It, it dominates the demographics it needs to dominate. And again, most of those numbers don't even count the streaming numbers. And there's a lot of people who don't pay cable services. Well, I know quite a, few, quite a few of my friends. They don't pay for cable anymore. They, they'll, they, they know how to hustle the game. I have a friend that knows a way how to get it via antenna. You know, that's how he watches games. He doesn't want to pay for cable. Um, It's, you know, it's part of the game these days. Football is not dying in the least. Even when, again, when when the, the numbers were, were going down, when the total number of viewers were going down for football, it was going down for everybody. And what that, how to calculate that, what to really look at. And this is why I always just am very skeptical when people try to say, oh, the numbers are down. Like, okay, but what was the entire market like? And usually it takes time. To look across the board and see what the market is like, because then you what ha, what you have to see is when someone's numbers are down, then you got to look okay, whose else's numbers were down? Was the NBA's numbers down? Was the NHL's numbers down? Also, the NHL had games that they said were some of the lowest since 2010, and that was back like when they were just coming off versus or whatever it used to be. Um, was Major League Baseball down? Were TV shows in general down? Was that well, you know what what was the state It is across the board the last time that people talked about this in 2018 and they tried to say the NFL's ratings were down across the board you looked and saw oh wait no they're not down they're actually they're actually you know doing much better because everyone's everyone's else's numbers were down but the NFL's were down the least which means of the remaining people that are still watching the NFL now commands a higher market of those watchers so all that means is that the NFL's product became that much more valuable, and it wasn't because anyone was not watching because of protesting. People aren't watching because there's new ways to watch. They're not They're not turning on their television via cable or satellite and tracking, and the tracking that way, that doesn't count anymore. You got to look at the internet numbers, and heck... Uh, I know this is illegal, but I know a lot of people when I was when I was a lot young, when I was not even a lot younger, when I was just just a few years ago. I knew quite some people who knew how to hustle and just and just stream a game illegally from their computers. It happens a lot. I don't do it. I'm fortunate enough to be able to afford to watch to watch what I need to watch. But there's a lot of people, especially college students, young adults, people that that, that do want to watch these things but don't have the money or t- or don't or think they can get away with not paying. They do that stuff. That's a lot. That's a lot of viewers that, that that don't get counted. On top of the fact that these numbers are higher than they were before. Stop telling me that this nonsense. It, it comes out every year. People want to try and push this. I'm not watching the NFL. I, I even had someone try to push all that on me about the NBA the other day. Uh, it was it was like it was like a month or so ago. But some guy went on my went on my timeline and said I'm not watching the NBA anymore because. Of the protests, I have just had it, and I'm just like, Well, wait a second. So, I just did a quick search on his profile for NBA, and the only other post that this guy made about the NBA was six months before he told me he was never going to watch the NBA again. And six months before that, he said, The NBA sucks, I would never watch it. So, most of the people that often say they're not watching something either they're lying to you that they're not that they are and, and they are watching it, or they're telling another way of the li- a lie and saying, Oh. I I didn't, I didn't watch, but you never watched it to begin with. So stop with the nonsense. Football's numbers are fine. The sport is fine. The ratings are fine. They are do, going to make their money. The only thing that'll hurt them this year are, is attendance because of COVID nineteen, which is a whole other story. But when it comes to the ratings in football, they are good to go. Football is king. I don't want to. I don't want to hear this, this story anymore. Every time it pops up, it gets refuted and debunked several times over. Stop with the nonsense. Just watch the games. Let's have some fun. But y'all got me started. And this has been Don't Get Me Started here on the DK Steelers Podcast. I hope you're having fun with me because I'm having fun doing these shows if you're enjoying the show and you want to and keep going along, subscribe with us. We're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts are hosted. Also, leave a five-star review with a positive comment on Apple Podcasts. Doing that helps us out, gets the word out there about all the great things we're doing here. All the great work. We've got the DK Pirates Podcast with Alex and Noah. We've got DK's Daily Shot where Dayon gets to pr- pr- uh, Professor Rise. I was going to say Professor 8, but that's also not a word. So I'm just going to go with Professor Rise. Professor Rise about what he what he's, his outlook on sport. And you can get me and Dale here all through out the week. But we got a lot to talk about this week. We're going to get you ready for some football. Uh you know, we're going to be talking some Thursday on uh, Thursdays tomorrow show get you ready for Thursday night football and we'll get you ready uh for the weekend this Friday when Dale and I do our picks and I bring back the Showtime segment to preview who's going to be the best Steelers in the upcoming matchup with the Texans. But this has been Chris Carter on the DK Steelers podcast. We'll check you tomorrow.